Hello, lovelies. Welcome to Lessons from the Universe with Jennifer Hall. In this podcast, you will find that there is no topic off limits and that we talk about just about everything that might be on your mind when it comes to knowing yourself, growing yourself, and the entire process of spiritual awakening. You will hear lots of laughter and hopefully join in, and you will hear the occasional four-letter word. You will definitely hear some inspiration, and occasionally you might even get your ass kicked. Come hang out and see what it's all about. Let's do this. The faculty of thinking, the seeming beast that rules our brains, (laughs) is not some rabid source of perpetual discontent. It is like a child, inquisitive, impulsive, sometimes dictatorial. When it's not firmly directed and trained, it questions our dominion over it. It questions our innate power to manifest a mere continual state of peace and calm, something that is our birthright as creations of the universe. This chaos, the dis-ease, is actually a function of ego, not truth. And it can be stopped when we learn to separate truth from the thinker within. When we use that truth, our divinity, to hold the child's hand and lead our chatter on a path of productive creation, we must remember that our thinking nature is changeable. We are not slaves to our thinking. Instead, we are the commanders of our minds. And by executing and utilizing that power, we can be content, joy-filled, enlightened. And it is from this place of true power that we can and ultimately will manifest all the correspondences, love, work, friendships, the self, all of them aligned with our highest good. The key to embracing this power is about way more than affirmations and denials and meditation and spiritual practice. It is about something called the cosmic law of correspondence. This cosmic law, this way of being, of thinking, is a powerful point of view that not only allows us to maximize our life school education, but to do so to the greatest amount and with the greatest amount of ease possible. The cosmic law of correspondence is most often spoken around love, and I believe we've discussed it in previous episodes, but it is about way more than that. It is the relationship to the self, to our family, to our friends, to our animals, to our job, to life itself. And it's truly three easy steps that when we apply to every element of life, when we apply to our thinking, everything changes. The first step is choice. What do you choose? Do you choose the path of enlightenment or do you choose to have the right to be discontent? 
Do you choose a person? Do you choose to make the best out of your situation, out of your job, whatever? The bottom line, it all begins with choice. So my question to you is what do you choose? First, we choose. The second step is recognizing life school. It's the spiritual element that every single thing here is to make us more, better, stronger, more aligned with the truth. It is most <laughs> simply put in something you hear me say probably every single episode. What do I learn and how do I grow? Recognizing this is life school. Everything is a class for us, even if someone else is being an ass, right? That is not what it's about. It's about us first. Then we manage the elements that could affect our relationship to another. But first, it is what do I learn? How do I grow? And it must be about the self. It can't be I learn that guy's an asshole, <laughs> right? What do I learn? How do I grow? We got to breathe that in and make it so. Look at the change right? Be the change. And then the third step, well, that's our thinking. The outwardness of it, right? The part that we choose to project onto people, things, experiences. Past the what do I learn and how do I grow? How do I choose to think about this? Do I choose to think that that friend is selfish and arrogant? Or do I choose to recognize because I have chosen to keep this person in my world, do I choose to recognize that he is doing the best he can? And that as long as he is continually doing the best he can, that is good enough for me? Do I choose to think of my challenging job no matter why it's challenging, right? Maybe it's challenging because your boss is a pain. Maybe it's challenging because of the work itself. Maybe it's challenging because you so desperately want to be doing something else. But do I choose to think about that as this horrible, miserable existence? Or do I choose to think about the opportunity to grow and learn and pay my bills and then to manifest something else beneath the surface? It can be quite simply. I choose to look at his blue eyes instead of his belly. It's choice, right? The choice is how we communicate to ourselves, how we guide our thoughts. Yes, the affirmations and denials are a tool in that, right? No, I don't hate him. I am tired. I need to learn to communicate clearly because the truth is, he's a good man doing the best he can, right? Whatever the conversation is, we must have it within ourselves. We must choose. I choose to maintain this correspondence, whatever kind it happens to be. And then I choose to focus on how I learn and how I grow. And then I choose how I reflect and think about that correspondence actually quite simple, right? It's also connected to our breath, to the true breathing in, right? It comes right in through our brow chakra, right in this place between spirit and human worlds, right? 
we bring in the spiritual actually through our crown, through the very top of our head. It is through that third eye, that brow chakra, that we connect the spiritual to the human, that we translate it into something usable. When we breathe, we are able to integrate that spiritual experience with our mental processes and even feel it throughout our physical body. It comes through us and therefore we are able to utilize it. It's important, right? For those of you who are aware of your chakras, right? The sacral chakra being very, very low, right? The pit of your stomach. This is where we learn and grow. This is the place where we train ourselves, right? Because here is where we take in experiences and emotions and feelings and all of the things, right? This goes with that cosmic law number two of I focus on my spiritual growth. I do not hold on to my right to be angry. I focus on my right to learn and grow. It is here. And so we breathe all the way into the bottom of that space. And as we breathe out, we bring awareness to the heart. I lovingly, right? The heart chakra is not about human love. It is about a loving outward reflection and inward reflection. It is about recognizing that all is good as long as we are learning and growing. It is the sweet vinegar of life. When we take that breath and awareness, you can feel the awakening of that third eye, that space that calms you down. Touch it if you need to. Hold your hand hovering just in front of it. Allow yourself to feel that vibration there because awareness of that whole process within the body, it quiets the mind. And then wisdom and calm can enter the brain. And we have the power to choose what we think about. We have the power to choose lightness. Lightness. Appreciation for everything. There is a Egyptian story, <laughs> right? I'm not sure if we've ever talked about it before. There's a goddess named Met, okay? And her job was to weigh the souls of the dead to see if they were light as a feather or if they were too heavy. And if they were too heavy, Instead of allowing them to ascend, she would feed them to the monster, Amit. And Amit was this, I don't know, crocodile, lion, hippo thing, <laughs> okay? Um, scary monster. Rah. This is also metaphysics, beloved, because that is just a lingering state of unrest. It is the place where we have this constant desire for something new and different, something that can come along and fix us or our lives. But those things are not even possible. If you're holding on to your right to believe that the right partner, the right job, the right money, the right whatever is going to make everything okay, you will be miserable, beloved, because that's never true. I have to tell you, I see some people who scrape together pennies to talk to me. 
I see some people who are so rich <laughs> that it's nothing to them to come and see me. I see people with every type of job, every type of family, every type of dis-ease, every type of everything. It is um, actually fascinating the diversity of people on this path with us. And I can tell you for sure, not one of them, no matter what they have or don't have, finds their lightness, their joy, their peace, their calm from any of the things that come on the outside. And anything that you see that shows you otherwise is quite frankly a carefully calculated illusion. How do we break the cycle of unrest and circumvent the constant desire for something new and different that can fix us and our lives? We evolve. The answer is within us. We choose, beloved. We choose to learn and grow. And it all circles back to that one thing, to choice, to the first step in the cosmic law of correspondence. What do I choose? Do I choose aggression or inner strength? Do I choose weakness or leadership? Do I choose fear? or freedom. It is as easy as I make it sound, beloved. We are addicted to perpetual discontent. Why? Why when it is changeable? Discontent comes from what we choose to focus on. So make yourself a sticky note, stick it somewhere, make it the screensaver of your phone, whatever you need to. Remind yourself, do I choose this? And sometimes that takes some very human thinking. Yes, I choose this. I need to pay my mortgage. Okay? Do I choose this? Yes, I do. Can we enact a change at the same time? Yes, we can. <laughs> right? If this is about your job and you hate it, start looking. But remember, until the day comes that you can change it, you must focus on number two. What do I learn and how do I grow because you are there for a reason. Even if you have to tell yourself, I'm getting paid to go to grad school, right? Learn a lot in the workplace. And if you're not learning anything and there's nothing outside of you spurring you to learn something, you better look within, beloved. Because if you don't, the universe will inevitably cause disruption. If we focus on learning and growing from every tiny little thing, we don't have to have chaos and disruption. We choose, we grow, and then we focus on what we think. Now that can't just be spiritual bypass. If you're just affirming over and over, I love my job, I love my job, I love my job. You don't believe that if you don't actually love it. Some people do. If you are just telling yourself over and over again, my wife is a wonderful person, my wife is a wonderful person, but, but you don't believe it because you haven't taught yourself to see clearly, it's spiritual bypass. You're wasting your time. You're not learning and growing. You're not seeing things clearly. Our thinking nature is changeable, yes, but it's not stupid, just like our children are not stupid. My twins are nine. 
I cannot fill them full of BS. I have to tell them the truth. We must tell our thinking natures the truth too. Look squarely in the eye of whatever the dis-ease is. Evaluate it. Weigh it. Look at it with lightness. Learn and grow. Change it if we need to. But ultimately, if we choose to stay put, if we choose the person, the relationship, the job, the state of physical flabbiness, <laughs> whatever it is, then we must choose to think about it with lightness. And at first it may be hard, but everything hard works out with a little bit of persistence. I have never had anybody tell me that they can't and then actually try and prove themselves right. You follow me there. If you're thinking you can't, it's because there's something you haven't allowed yourself to give into. And so you go back to law number two. What do I learn and how do I grow? Our thinking natures are changeable, beloved. And all of our unrest stems from a belief that that's not true. From a belief in perpetual discontent. Something that is sadly pervading in our human culture. Our radio is tuned to it. It's our job to change that to choose to focus on something else. And when we learn and grow, that's easy. Until next time, beloved, namaste.